Hello, and welcome to Band Car, the internet's number one live improvised music show broadcast from a moving vehicle. Welcome to a show that I'm uh, actually nervous about. I'm very excited today. Uh, this is Horror Movie Talk. We are the best horror movie podcast in existence. I don't know if you knew that, but you do now. <clears throat> we are your panel of hosts. This week and every week, we are Dr. Brent Harlett, who holds a PhD in spookology. That's him over there. Um, and I am... Prof. David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. New theatrical releases, priority, not so much. So just deal with it. That's what it is. Today we have a great show for you today for a couple reasons. Number one, we're going to be reviewing Dashcam, 2022's streaming hit from Rob Savage. But, But listen to this. The 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 lead actress from the from the movie Dashcam, who, in my opinion, made the movie fucking awesome, uh, is going to be here today. Um, Annie Hardy, we're going to have her. I know it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I know. I know. You, <laughs> you guys got to chill out a little bit, though. You got to calm it down a little bit before. Let's calm it down. I know how exactly how to throw some water on this party. Um, you should check out our website, horrormovietalk.com. From there, you got links to all of our reviews and uh, YouTube and Facebook and all that baloney. Um, we post new episodes every single. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe to us and give us a call at 682-253-4468. We will start out this show. I'm so excited for this show. Um, there's There's some possibilities here because my webcam battery is going to die. Uh, midway through this thing. So I'm just, I have a lot of nervous energy anyway, aside from, uh, getting to talk to Annie. So we start out the show by giving a brief review and, uh, kind of our score for the movie. We score on a scale of one to 10, uh, one being bad, 10 being great and five being totally average. And then after we give our score, we get into spoilers, get into deeper dive into what we like and hate about the movie at the end of this whole thing. Bryce, should we put the interview early in the show? Do you think like we did with the James Jude Courtney interview? Um, I think that worked out pretty good. I think it worked out good. Yeah, yeah I think we'll 
So, th- yeah, you don't have to wait until the end. That'll come uh, right around the time for spoilers. Um, so stick around for the end of the show, though, where we will be building our own found footage horror movie. Um, so that's a, a new bit uh, that we'll be doing. We'll just just build our own movie, make it fun, do a little improv, you know, uh, what we do over here. So anywho, we watched Dashcam on Hulu and got treated to the best 67 minutes of comedy-laced terror wrapped in found footage goodness since Creep. So without any further ado, here is the trailer. Hi, I'm Annie Hardy and you're watching Vancar. Another day in paradise. Listen, I just need you to take my friend somewhere nearby. This is Angela, her and I, taking a trip. Did Did you find me? Shit. You should go see if she's alive. Hello? Hello? Honey, what was that? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what the f? What are you doing? Where are you going? Whoa, chilling, chilling, crazy. I it was nuts. <clears throat> My synopsis for Dash Cam goes a little something like Annie Hardy is the talented host of her own stream. Hang on, I'm going to move my screen over here. Oh, it's this screen I need to move. Annie Hardy is the talented host of her own stream called Bandcar. Bandcar is the internet's number one live improvised music show broadcast from a moving vehicle. Annie raps to a beat while spouting lots of what a lot of Americans today would consider risque truths mixed with kind of conspiracy theories. In an effort to escape the insanity of a divided America, Annie heads across the pond to visit her former bandmate, Stretch. They are in a band together, were in a band together called Giant Drag. Um, Unfortunately, Annie and Stretch get into a fight because his girlfriend is a stuck-up prude, and Annie takes band car on the road in Stretch's stolen car. Things start to get weird when Annie picks up a sick woman named Angela, and everyone gets more mask mandates than they bargained for. My review for Dashcam is it's the uh, this is the second found footage horror movie by Rob Savage, who in 2020 brought us host and split the horror movie talk uh, opinion as violently as it's, I think, ever been split. Um, Fortunately, though, (laughs) this time Rob had the foresight to cast Annie Hardy to play the role of his main character, Annie Hardy. 
Annie is probably the most entertaining actress I've ever seen. She's clever, talented, complicated, a little crazy, and totally hilarious. Dashcam is carried almost entirely by Annie and her improvised streamer banter and bullshit. Uh, what Annie doesn't shoulder is the completely insane pacing and action of this movie. Every five minutes, we find ourselves in someplace new, fighting off an escalating array of horror and insanity. Uh, as we delve deeper into terror, we find ourselves asking, "How can it get? How can it get more crazy than this?" Oh, a word to the wise: you should probably buckle up because it does get crazier. Uh, this year, we've been blessed with tons of great horror movies, and I hold Dash Cam as one of the best of those. My score for this one is a nine out of ten. What do you think, Bryce? Yeah, it's really great. Um, pretty wild. I I was ten out of ten on the ho on host. Like I was on the upper end of the split around host. I still uh, so disappointed that people like about half of the people hated that one because I think it utilized the the Zoom format so well, and we were so like <clears throat> I don't know about you, but. I'm on Zoom all the time for work, and especially during the pandemic. And so having like this format is great. And so this one takes that idea and turns it to um, live streaming content format. So it's like the comments streaming in, like the, you know, head <clears throat> head mounted cam and like the dash cam, of course, the title of the movie. And, uh, I don't think it utilizes that as as well as it did in host. It doesn't fit as well. But the skill and like the the craziness of the movie um really sells it. But yeah, I agree. The the real thing that makes the movie work is Annie Hardy because <clears throat> she's not far off <laughs> from her character. It's it's questionable how much acting is really happening in a lot of it. Um, and it's such a genius idea because that's the thing that would totally um, hamstring the movie is if they cast an actor to be a streamer. It's such a specific set of skills and such like a specific performance aspect to it that that's what happens when i can think of all these other films where they use a streamer in in the movie and it always feels wrong because it's always like very ham-handed and i don't i don't know it, it works because she actually is a streamer and she knows <laughs> how it works and it's like a mix of entertainment but also just a real really he heavy dollop of personality yeah this okay so this is a i've i don't think i've ever seen this done this way uh before which is to pluck a real life person out of real life let them be themselves in a movie to an extent like like it's clear that she is a hyper like uh, 
um, like uh, like an exaggerated amount of a person, but it's questionable how much of that is you don't know. It's uh, which is why I'm so excited about this interview. Number one, because um, I love her. Uh, we're in love. Uh, I am in love with Annie, and but also because you know, because I'm in love with her, I have to do my research. And because, you know, we're not, you know, we're, our relationship is long distance. Um, you know, I, I have to do the research through Wikipedia and that well, kind of thing. What's Lauren Lavera going to think of this? Lauren, she's dead to me. I don't want to talk about her. I don't want to think about her. She's not clever. You know, she's not funny. Um, she's, she's not my soulmate. Um, but I think, I think this time, We've found uh, my new, my, yes. Anyway, all this to say, if you, you know, follow Annie on Instagram or check out her real life stream called Band Car and the recordings thereof and her real life band called, you know, the band that's in this uh, giant drag, it's, it just blends real life with the movie to such a degree that I kind of wonder if it was a smart move of Annie to allow that <laughs> to happen because I'm sure people assume she's just that person in the movie, even though that's just a character in the movie because it's not quite just the character in the movie. It is a lot of her. Yeah. So <laughs> I was so interested in, and I mean, I wasn't able to dig very deep, but so for example, you look at her Instagram and she's definitely got some of the same opinions and leanings as her character in the movie. And then even like you'd see her do band car in her Instagram. And I was like, oh, well, that must be to promote Ashcam, surely. But you go back five years and there's like best of of band car so she's done specifically this like this specific freestyle live streaming uh from a car she did and they just use it in the movie as her show and you know the band name is the same between real life and the movie i guess if if that's yeah what the band name is yeah giant drag yeah and uh yeah, it's it's an interesting concept to do that. Um, I wonder how many followers she got, or uh, lost, or I wonder how many haters she got from it. You know, she it's, wears that hat. Says, "I love haters." You know, right? So yeah, it, it really works works for her and works for the movie. Um, other than that, it's um, kind of a it kind of is a cookie cutter found footage movie of like shaky cam, like some presence or person shows up, disappears from the frame, shows up, people running towards the camera, people running away from whatever. Um, so in terms of like the, the plot line, you've seen it before. I really liked it. It was really fun. And, and, but again, it's mostly from Annie. So I give it, I'd give it like a, I'd give it a solid seven. I think the pacing and comedy mixed in 
makes this a stand out enough that it's uh, that I wouldn't say it's a standard found footage movie. And the, so the pacing is so fucking fast and there's nothing that you could really cut out of this. It's a real short movie. It's got all of my attention and it just keeps upping it and upping it and upping it. And then it's, and then it's Bryce. And then it's done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it says in the trivia in IMDb that, if you exclude the closing closing credits, it's a runtime of sixty seven minutes. That's what I said. Which yeah, makes that's the, what I said at the start of this thing. Because the shortest I don't film it. in Bloomhouse's history, and, or the second shortest film. Sorry, but and the, the and I mean and by the way, like the, there's a seven or eight minute long um, ending uh, scene with Annie that you must stick around for. It's spectacular, um, and uh, I'm going to end the show with that with her rap from the whole thing. So stick around for the end of the show because it is like I've listened to her freestyle that ending. I don't know, fifteen times now. Like it's so much fun. Are you talking about uh, just the credits or? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a fucking blast. <laughs> Every part of this movie is like, how do we entertain you? And not and like cut out all the bullshit and i love it it's that's what i want in a horror movie is like oh that's fucked up oh no oh no ah we're done you know like wow true that was a crazy ride and um yeah her personality just just fits uh all that so greatly um and you know we're and i mean i can't give you know i can't give my uh soulmate uh, a bad score so um so there it is. I, I think, yeah, a seven though. I think that I think it's a little low. I think you're being a little cruel. I think you're being intentionally manipulative. I'll say it's a high seven. Doesn't Maybe. quite reach an eight for me. Ooh, it's really that's good. Seven is good. Mm. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I just I don't know. It's just kind of bumming me out. But you know what doesn't bum me out at all? is commercials oh wait i lied they bummed me out big time <laughs> they're a super drag a giant drag man uh but you know what if you head on over to our patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk and subscribe to the six dollar 66 cent tier that's per month uh it's cost of uh starbucks coffee uh you get hours and hours of extra entertainment per month and uh no, no, no commercials on our early release episode so it's all good stuff and uh, and it's all brought to you by us at great expense of our of our time money and um, sanity so uh, help us out uh, pay us a pittance and we will we will i will suck your dick i will suck your fucking dick i will do it just join my team i'll suck your dick you can fuck me or get fucked by me you can watch me fuck something just point something in the room and I'll fuck it for you. Come on, just tell me what you want me to fuck. Jesus Christ, MacGruber. Just tell me what you want me to fuck. Just tell us what you want us to fuck and we'll point at it in the room and we'll fuck it for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can also support us by buying one of our super cool shirts over at horrormovietalk.com slash shop. We also got a ton of stickers over there that are criminally underappreciated. We even have a... Um, a color out of space 
uh, what do you call it? Like translucent uh, sticker of a of a, it's a line, holographic sticker, holographic sticker of of uh, of Nick Cage uh, groping a llama uh, and being saying careful with the boob. Uh, so we have it all. If we have Nick Cage groping a llama, we literally have something for you for sure. And so check that out. And all that stuff is done by our resident artist, Dustin Goble, who uh, we treat like a king. Uh, we love him very much. We let him out of the cage at least once a day. Um, and uh, during that time, he just fucks. You know, fuck everything. He just, he just... I will suck your dick. He'll suck your dick. Um, if you contact him over at dgobel 0 that's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram, he'll make all your dreams come true, especially that one uh, where you have a dream about dust and suck in your dick um tell him we sent you because he really likes to know why he's sucking that dick call us at 682-253-4468 and you will be featured on a bonus episode <laughs> exclusively bonus episode now apparently of horror movie talk whores um where we get to our voicemails tell us what you think about dash cam and annie hardy and you know who's in love with you from long distance we want to welcome to the show Annie Hardy. She's an American musician who's the lead vocalist, guitarist, and songwriter for the indie rock band Giant Drag and also the star of Dashcam, which came out in 2022 in limited release as a version of herself. She's really fun and we're really looking forward to talking with her about Dashcam and about um yeah, sorting out where where uh Annie Hardy begins and where Annie Hardy ends. Yay! Right. Welcome, Annie. And and Gustine. And Gustine. So thank you so much for being on our show. I cannot, I cannot stress this enough. I'm so amped to talk to you. Uh, we, um, I watched uh, Dash Cam a couple weeks ago with our social media guy who is related to me and it, like I, it was so much and, uh, and, and uh, I loved it. And, uh, when I reached out to you and you said, yes, I was just like, ah, you know, it's like fangirling out over here. So <laughs> thank you. You're so welcome. I got to ask my first question is how did you get the role in dash cam? Well, uh, so I do or did, maybe a podcast called empath of least resistance and the producer of that from post pop podcasts called Jed Shepard is one of the writers on Dashcam, and he came out to America cause he's British and he stayed at my house and you know, he was driving around with me or maybe he was just watching band car from home and he's in the horror film world, so he said, oh, and there's always at least one person on Bancar who would be commenting, look behind you, there's someone in the back seat. And uh, so, and my whole life is a pretty much a, a natural occurring horror film. So he said, I want to make a Bancar horror film. And I said, sure, Jed, you know, I'm used to people who just talk about things in nine out of 10 times don't do it ever but and and then the top of lockdown somebody yeah jed 
put me and Jed and then Rob Savage got on a three-way Zoom call. And I was like, whoa, these people want to really do this? Like, that's weird. Because at first I heard they were going to try to do it with an actress playing me. It's like, good luck. That would suck. But, you know, do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Um, They could have probably... I don't know. They did. I was going to say they could have saved some money, but they saved some money with me a million percent. So whatever. <laughs> I don't know. And so that's, well, yeah, I mean, that, that's what we were talking about before we had you on that the decision to use a streamer or a personality, someone that's actually done literally this, like, yeah, is like the smartest decision because uh, I don't know if you've seen movies with, you know, streamers on, it's always puts on with an agenda and it always feels super fake because the actor doesn't understand the streaming yeah, or the medium and like what people want from it, which is a mix of performance and just real genuine personality, realness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that comes through really well, so much so that it's, and the fact that it's your name and they use your streaming show and mention your band. Like it's really hard to figure out where um, the movie begins and ends. Yeah. Where, where Annie Hardy begins and where Annie Hardy ends in the Annie Hardy, you know, so I don't begin or end. I am like this all the time by myself. Like uh, I, I don't, I don't Hannah Montana or like, you know, uh, here's my like pres- presentation for my parents, and here's my friends, and here's the guy at the line at Ralph's grocery store. I'm unfortunately autistic enough to where I'm like this all the time with everyone, and so like it's it's always like this. And so whether I'm acting, playing myself in a movie, or just like you know when I used to live stream, it's like, I'm always the same. I'm consistent. So I've seen on, on your Instagram, like sometimes you leave comments of like being annoyed with people that don't understand, like there's a difference between your character in the movie and yourself. Like what's the stuff that comes up where people are just way off? Oh, it's just people who send me messages that are telling me they wish I was dead. It's like, I, I think there are people that don't know the difference between the movie, like that there's movies and movies aren't real, you know? And um, I think Emma from Host, Rob's movie from Before Dash Cam, she told me that one time some guy saw her on the train or something and he was like, oh my God, you're not dead? It's like, he thought she was really dead because she died in the movie. And then that's we're living in the true life version of idiocracy meets they live meets fucking what's the third one? I always forget something. Oh, the Matrix, obviously. Duh. So how much of that how much of that character in Dashcam is a oh is exaggerated? Any of it? Yeah. Uh there's parts that are like because, you know, the dialogue's all improvised, like 98, 99%. But the c- scenarios that we're in, like the coffee shop, never would ever do that. Wearing a no-libtard sweatshirt and writing on the mask, 
fucking hated doing that. Wish I would have said no. But Rob's very convincing when you try to say no. So, uh, you know. What what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, because that, that was the other thing was like it, it kind of rides the line between. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to how how to take the character because it could either be interpreted as just a troll, you know, or I am kind like, of a troll though. But like my main <laughs> my main troll victim is my mom. So it's like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, and I wouldn't do that because uh, Rob wanted me to have the mask that said he he wanted me to write slave on it. Like, you know, in America, we have a history of slavery and like, I'm not black, so I should probably not be wearing a mask that says slave, although not that there weren't white slaves, there were, but like, there's just a bad connotation. Unless we're talking about the Britney Spears song, like slave is not, I made sure that I, once the reality of it was setting in, I was like, oh my God, I'm in the airport and doing this. Like, cause I, I do have empathy and I do have, um, Hey, don't hiss shame and, and compassion. And, uh, I would feel terrible if I made someone else feel bad. Like, Oh, this bitch is like trying to be a racist alt-right person. I don't know what they would think. Cause no libtards and slave, like mm. just in case it was misinterpreted. I was like, fuck this. I'm not wearing this. It's an N95 anyway. And it's so gross. Um, but so that the coffee shop, I wouldn't steal a car. I don't think I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't like, you know, the soup. Rob thought that it would be too boring if it was just the real me, which I disagree with, but he, yeah, I think I'm even more interesting than that asshole that he portrays me as. But when they were writing the movie, nobody knew me and nobody would know me till it was done being filmed. At which point it's then too late, you know? But the whole, like, film is just based around, I go there, I'm kind of an asshole troll, and then I make trouble, and then people, everyone dies but me. I don't know what the point was. I don't know if there was one. It's just a horror film. And I don't think there's a lot of, like, um, you know, lessons or uh, uh, virtue or, or ideals or anything important sewn into it at all. I have right. I have a follow up to that, which is, you said Rob could be convincing uh, when he wanted his way. How so? Um, he would just tell you to do it, and I would say, like, no, I don't. Oh, I don't want to say you're all Black Lives Matter. You do it. I don't want to say that, like, because I wouldn't say that. And he he goes, come on. You know, he just, you know, good thing he's not trying to convince somebody to have sex with him. That would be a rapist. But <laughs> yeah, but um, but he's a director. So it's totally societally acceptable to be like that. You know, he and and he is a great he's great at getting a performance out of you. I don't know that I had to act more than once in the whole film because Rob was really scaring us like from behind the like one of the first days was in the maze scene in the hall of mirrors and that was like day one and I had had like two acting uh like coaching sessions beforehand which 
in which I learned like the most important thing about being horror films is like your breathing. Like what does scared person breathing sound like <laughs> short and shallow, you know? And so that's, that's that. And then, uh, but to get the scared look, I guess I mean, it was really scary to be in there and disoriented. But Rob came with the, one of those push brooms. He was hitting the outside of the me- maze as hard as he could. I was really scared in that scene, in the scene where we're in the car and we get in the car accident. I didn't know what was going on. I thought we were really getting car accident the first time. There was a little man on the top of the car, like driving it like a Mario Kart. And it was like, it was so confusing. And I was just along for the ride anyway. So I was like, but it was like... It was very, very low-key traumatizing to uh, to do stuff like that. One of the days we were filming in an old abandoned tube station, which is like a subway, as we would call it in America. And it's just like, this is hellish. You know, but I loved it. And I thought it was a great, great experience. Making okay. It. Yeah, I mean, it is a, it's, it's a great movie. Like the blood, sweat and tears put into it comes through and, and you re- really had a great performance and, and uh, I think it's something to be proud of. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Like there are some horror directors that you read stories about that are, it's almost like their tactic is like, Hmm, how big of an asshole can I be right. to get a performance out of someone? I think like Ellen Burstyn broke her back in Exorcist because oh. they, Yanked her back, and then way Steven too hard Spielberg she... like raped the little girl from the Poltergeist to death. That's <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's one that's of them. scary. That's one of the that's one of the uh, things that Steven Spielberg is well known for. Yeah, yes. sodomizing I mean, the little girl till she died yes. of an impacted colon. Right, <laughs> and then um, that is what happened. What's his name? Macaulay Culkin. Um, uh, the Shining, uh, oh, yeah. Shining with Shelley Duvall. What right? they do to her? They they They're raped like her until terrorized. she died. <laughs> <laughs> they just sodomized her a bunch. That's no it. Kubrick. Kubrick like just terrorized her, made her like film the same scene over and over again for like that's what Rob does. Like that. <laughs> he hit her with a broom as hard as he could. Yeah, yeah. he sodomized <laughs> her with a broom while filming it over and over and over and over. Okay, okay. Do okay. So the film comes out. I mean, I heard a lot about it when it came out. It was a kind of a big deal. In what it is? It, what are people saying? Like this is oh, like people fucking loved it. They, oh, okay. They were, I thought yeah, it, they were. You guys are in the Pacific Northwest, right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, uh oh, here comes some libtard cucks to to do a podcast with me. I'm glad you guys are real people, though. And uh, but I I would like to hear like the unofficial libtard one-liner that describes it oh have you seen the move have you heard of the movie dash cam it's and then what does it say yeah i may be a libtard and i may be a cuck but i'm not oh no no we're 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 not libtard cucks well i might be a cup it's jury's still out we'll see no hang on hang on so the movie comes out it's a like a lot of people in the horror community went fucking bonkers for it um, but I imagine that, uh, you saw, you know, I mean, anytime you put something out there, people like it, people don't like it. How do you regret letting your personality be the character in the movie? Like, have there been ramifications for that, that you're like, Jesus, why did I do that? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, for sure. And this whole situation is, I think, the first of its kind. So it's at sometimes difficult to navigate, like even just music sync licensing. Like when you improvise song in a movie, like what? Like there's no outline. F- yeah. And it's me because they're my words and melody, but like things have been very complicated. It doesn't pay to trailblaze, as I always say, because you don't get the good deal, you know, like, cause you're the first one, they don't know how to do it yet. And so you're like, oh, but uh, do I regret it? Well, the whole movie is just based around me and everything is me, except when it's time to, uh, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Do I regret it? No, fuck it. Who cares? You know, I think it's it's fulfilling a cause for my life, which is really reminding me how much I do not care about the entertainment industry. I don't care to be a part of any of this any world anymore. I'm trying to move the fuck out of here to Hawaii or something. If only I had been paid well, I could maybe do it. But I, <laughs> I've never been paid well in my life. Except for in my 20s when I was a narc, then I kind of did get paid well. I, that's what I should do is become a full-fledged narcissist again and and just make a little money and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, I mean, from our from our perspective, like in our Facebook group and stuff, anytime Dashcam gets brought up, it's it's gets glowing praise. Oh, cool. And I almost wonder if like that's like. I'm assuming you're not hanging around like in the horror scene, horror movie crowds. I don't even watch movies, period. And I don't listen to music and I don't watch TV. So I like, I don't hang out where anybody's really talking about any of that shit. So, so yeah, it's people appreciate the performance and the work that you put in. And, and, uh, like I just want to be encouraging that we liked it and, uh, hope, hope you don't kill myself <laughs> turn get turned off by the entire experience that, well uh, i don't yeah i mean i uh, the world i blame the world more than the experience you know like it because dash Yam was great up until we gave it to the world you know and that's when shit went sideways because not only do you have the world which is full of idiots and narcissists and 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 yeah, walking dead robot zombie drone bots. But then you also have all the people involved who want to be accepted by the world so that their careers can flourish. And that's what part hurt. I don't care about the drone bots and what they say and the people telling me they wished I would have died and all this shit, or they wish I still will die. Those people are idiots. So I don't care what they think. It's the people you know the people who get me feeling like i'm getting a jesus complex because like poor jesus he was he could have been set free from dying on the cross but they said let the murderer go because we relate more with him we don't understand where this fool's coming from jesus he's probably up to no good but if he but if he was let go then we wouldn't you know then god wouldn't have given us this amazing gift right right we wouldn't have salvation so i guess that 
just leads me right back to my Jesus complex that is steadily <laughs> developing. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's what's going on with uh, the the music career? Are you still doing um, giant uh, drag? Giant drag? Uh, are you still? Yeah. yeah. What's going on with that giant car? drag? Not doing band car. Periscope went off the air while I was making dash cam. I figured that was a sign. I've tried to go back on air. First, I didn't have a cell phone. And then a nice man sent me a new cell phone because, you know, you need the regular one and the Beats cell phone or iPad. And I had my backup phone and my iPad stolen out of my car. And so it's just like, and this is after Periscope went offline and I'm trying to do it on like whatever these weird gaming you know things and and nothing is as good like i've i've noticed this is a trend since coming back from doing dash cam one at a time everything good has been stripped away from the world and from my life like um even the tiniest details last week it was the free books that i get from the iliad bookstore uh no no longer there will never be there again because a homeless person set them on fire. So, but it's not working out with Bancar. Similarly, okay, so I had to be on quarantine for two weeks before we started filming. I went and stayed at the Albion Rooms, which is the Libertines uh, Hotel recording studio, all-inclusive restaurant, coffee shop. It was perfect. And then somebody who was producing the album you know, he didn't listen to any of the uh, of the demos. He had a week, which is not enough time. Uh, but we had two weeks to sit there and record. He forbade us for recording in his absence. And so, and I was like, hello, I'm paying for this. Like, how, why aren't, why isn't this guy pressing record? And why aren't you sticking up for me? And it's like, whoa, this is a demonic overlay hologram of a narc and so that album got speedily put together i mean it exists i don't like it you know i don't like it i might put it out just because whatever i don't care about anything anymore came back started the record again with the correct set list not one that's like pandering uh every song's a hit no like songs that are giant drag songs because i have a solo career too nobody cares about it but of course it's my favorite Thing to do and so yeah uh we we've sort of just like tapered off at, at the second attempt at recording it and now i'm starting to feel like well maybe giant drag's not the thing anymore unfortunately that's where people like the name is what people care about and but like do i is this my experience i'm having on earth right now like vibe with this who knows nobody should care uh i guess i shouldn't care but I don't know what's happening with that. I'm writing songs again for the first time in two years. That's good news. But they're all my, you know, sad girl songs because that's what comes out. But maybe you've, some more angry ones will. Well, you've, that's that's sorry, a bummer yeah. that Giant Drag is a giant drag. Hey. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> you got to be Ooh. careful what you name things. <laughs> like Full Psycho Records is always dealing in insanity and... I don't know what Annie Hardy means, but it doesn't seem like it's a very good thing. <laughs> well, it means that you're hardy, that you're uh, full hardy. You're able to take like a beating. Stupid, yeah. No, from hardy stock. Mm. Yeah, yeah like, from like, like it's a 
It's resilient. That hardy yeah. means resilient. That checks out, I guess. Or wow. you're one of the hardy boys and you're an excellent I am a great investigator. I've had so many narc piece of shit boyfriends that I have to get to the bottom of what the real truth is. I'm a, I, I am Columbo. When you say narc, are you referring to narcissists? Yes. Sorry. Narcissistic personality disorder holding individuals. What is... What is your uh, personal experience with narcissists? I mean, you've brought it up a few times. I have quite a uh, a story there, so I'm really interested in your story now that you're bringing it up. Well, I think like many of us, I was a narc in my 20s, but then sometimes along will come a bigger, more evil, conscious of what they're doing narc because a lot of narcs are just hurtful because of their complete lack of self-awareness and their inability for self-reflection and their inability to say I was wrong you know to 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 be accountable or whatever but then some people are just like yes I'm doing this actually no they yeah they might all be like that there's just like this one there's a spectrum, just like autism, which sometimes looks a lot like narcissism. But anyway, I had a dark triad narcissist come and narc me off my pedestal, so to speak. And, 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 and because of him, I ended up learning about narcissism, narcissistic personality. Whoa, the cat slipped off my slippery skirt. Sorry. Um, narcissistic personality disorder back before it was a trend. There was only two motherfuckers on YouTube at that time. Uh, uh, Sam Vaknin, shout out to the original, the truest G of all things NPD. He's like a nine degree narcissist, but also like teaches everybody about it. And then there's Spartan Life Coach, who's like this British guy, this Mancunian. And um, yeah, and he te- he's like the other end. Uh, like he he's a victim in the past or secondhand narcissist i've heard him call himself but in any case i started learning everything i could about that and then i was obviously aware like oh shit some of these traits are some of these things are things i do you know and so i guess i'm not a true narc uh because i did have the ability to stop doing the, those things and have self reflection and self awareness but sometimes you you go through a narc season or you are just like unaware until you're aware. So, but that sort of became a large part of my purpose because then I started my podcast. I mean, in the end, the narcissist is our best teacher and they kill our former self so that we can begin again and and become a better version, hopefully, and not just a broken version of who we were before. Boy, that's that's the truth right there is Mm -hmm. the the narcissist is it's like I I could write a book called what not to do. Um, (laughs) And it's just everything the narcissist does. Just do the opposite of that. Just know that the right thing to do is the opposite of all the things that they they do most of the time. But there's something that we want from them. Gustine. What is this called when is she photobombing or whatever the kids call? Uh, the, there's something that we want that they have and vice versa. And I think they're after empathy because they don't possess it, which 
is weird because empathy is the one trait that makes us human. And then we're after that, like uh, ability to be completely self-driven and self-involved and only be out for ourselves. It's a superpower, man, to be able to believe in yourself to a degree that is unreasonable is a superpower. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is. It's like it's unbelievable that uh, that anybody should have that amount of uh, blind confidence. blind confidence, blind unsupported by evidence confidence, and it works. And it fucking works. That's the craziest part. Is it's just like it's yeah. That's a real good lesson. Is like you know how they say believe in yourself and they mean it, and you're like, what does that mean? Well, look at that guy. Yeah. He's doing it and he he fucking sucks and he's doing it. Like, and he's got the big money and I'm good and I I'm just like I'm not like that and so I'm broke all the time. Right, Christine, <laughs> you got to eat trash for dinner. You got to eat tin yeah. can lids. <laughs> yeah, but you but you're not broke because the real uh the real money the real, uh, the real, you know, what do you call it? The the, the spice of life yeah. is gustine. You know? No, it's is, not. Uh... I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna have to eat gustine soon. But um, <laughs> no, I think like value in life, it comes from how you feel all the time, or the median. Is that where you, the average amount of like joy that you get to experience? And uh, you know, people don't understand. That in order to be experiencing the exalted joys of life, you also have to be willing to experience the low, low lows, you know? And if you take a Prozac, and I don't give a shit what anybody does. I am just saying that what are these antidepressants made out of? Fluoride, amongst other poisons. Who used that before? The Nazis in the water supply of the concentration camps to make the prisoners more docile. They didn't even have to put in, well, they did put it in the water supply too, didn't they? <laughs> but it, it, it corrodes your pineal gland. It makes you a docile slave person so that you'll go right along, shuffle down to the Pfizer storefront and take the next 700th booster even though you can't sleep at night because you sweat and wake up with palpitations but like people think that everything's cool and normal here and they think that people who are speaking out against what's going on in the mainstream narrative are the bad people they don't realize the bad people are the ones doing everything you know to the world and it's like and they're unwilling they're not capable of self-reflection to look and say, maybe what I've been believing this whole life of mine is actually bullshit and wrong. And there's really good evidence that, that, that says that it's all wrong. People who are narcs can't do that. And so all my narc shit prepared me for, for the, you know, uh, the the like, second stage. The second stage of my my uh, lesson on it, which is narcpocalypse now, basically. <laughs> uh, before we get into um, well, you've graciously agreed to to uh, work sit through kind of our spoiler section. Um, but before we get into that, um, I just want to say that if anybody doesn't sit through the ending credits of dash cam they're missing out on the maybe the very 
best part of dash cam. I think so. Uh, but, and I want to address one thing before we get into that, which is because of the ending credits, it's my understanding that Anna Thornley's tits are so big that they almost got all of you in trouble and she is your uh, stunt double, double in the movie. Yes. Is, this, is there truth to this or was that uh, just It's a, 100% true. She had giant <laughs> F-sized tits and she's supposed to be playing me, which like I'm on the other end of the alphabet spectrum with bra size there. And I was like, are you guys joking? This bitch has humongous titties. So, yeah, and Bethan uh, Clark was, I don't know if she was a narc, but she did fall down on the first day of shooting, hit her head really hard. And so instead of having two stunt doubles from then on, I just had one. Poor it's, me. How, <laughs> how, much, uh, how much work in this movie was there for stunt doubles? Because it was balls to the wall. Yeah. Uh, luckily, everything that sucked, Anna had to do it. Like, Going in the swimming in the lake when it was snowing outside, poor bitch had to do it. She had to go in the car. Okay, you guys probably can't even tell in the movies or in the movie uh, the, how much money was wasted lifting the car up so it was hanging vertical and then dropping it into the lake. But it was an impressive special effect. That- can you tell that that even happened? Barely. Uh, on second know. viewing, I could. On you, second you know, viewing, I did. Yeah. You probably could have accomplished the same thing by just shaking the camera. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not the director. It so. was, I was like, all that money could have been mine. You know, <laughs> all that money could have gone to me. But it didn't. Okay. It went down the trash. But anyway, she was up when the car was vertical and her and Angela have uh, the fight or something in the backseat. And then, but I did my own stunt of getting sucked into the backseat. Gustine. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't need to do stunts. I'm fucking old. I'm decrepit. And and they can't... Why, like, why can't they let her do it, but not me? Insurance, least speaking. They obviously didn't care about me too much one way or another. It's not like SAG was involved in, the, in this process. So... Uh, there's no union making sure that I'm safe, but I'm glad that they did have, cause I don't, yeah, I don't need to she crawl had, around in the subway for like mm-hmm. 12 hours. She, she had those, built, she had those built in airbags. Exactly. Um, she was safe. Okay. So, so the movie starts out with band car, mm-hmm. oh, the, the show. And, um, well, it starts out with the naked guy on the bicycle. Yeah, that's true. Which is real. That's a real thing? That was a real thing. And me and my friend Austin, shout out Austin, uh, we were cruising around 3 a.m. looking for trouble. It was like beginning lockdown. Nothing was open. We couldn't go even to CVS or nothing. And and right when we were giving up, we turn on to Cumpston Street and we see this fucking... I mean, it looks identical. I'll send you the link because I happened to film most of it and then edited it together and then sent it to Rob because Rob was in his like information gathering section before the movie and uh, he loved it. And so he put it into the film and then at the very, very end, Blumhouse's lawyer said, you can't do that because that guy might sue you. 
So they right. they were looking out for his best interest as the guy who's going around. It. Oh, what you don't see in the film is that he was jerking <laughs> off at me in Austin. And it was like this. I'm going to send you the link. You guys will love it. It's so Wait, funny. Yeah. Wait, in the future, Anna, you should get the waiver for that. You know. Yeah, I'll have them Just sign. open the window and say, yeah, have them sign the waiver. Sign it in calm. In the clear. Right. Yeah. In the clear, indeed. <laughs> that might have been what he was trying to do. I think now, it was. Now, you, you're in L.A., correct? Correct. North Hollywood, to be specific. Okay, North Hollywood. Now, I've listened to a decent amount of uh, of the Adam Carolla show, who is also Harkins from North Hollywood. Oh, does he? Uh, yeah. And, I uh, and I, I've... The, the, it's been described as a as 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 a place similar to where we're from, Portland, uh, in terms of homelessness and stuff. I'm curious: is the jerking off thing a normal occurrence? No, this was like such an extreme form. Sorry, I just saw I'm at 17 percent. My battery went red, but I'm just gonna go get the charger. Um, you know, if you're downtown LA, you're more apt to see somebody jerking off directly in your face or whatever. But this, so this was like a real isolated incident because there's no encampments around here or anything. We're just like chilling. NoHo is like slightly out of the way of the city. And so you, you, you get a sort of like, you know, it's almost like going to Orange County, somewhere where it's just like regular people, you know, rural. But then you're like five minutes drive from the city and the city is where things are gross and homeless not that there's anything wrong with these homeless people who are filling buckets with their own shit and waiting for the opportune moment moment to dump it on some poor civilian's head hell yeah not that there's anything wrong with that no the unhoused sorry yeah sorry don't want to offend (laughs) my bad my absolute bad um there you can have a home Inside of a cardboard box leaned up against a dumpster. Like, you can make that a home. Yeah. But it's not a house. No, it's not a house house. unless the people you really love are there with you. That's why they say, make this house a home. Yeah. Um, So So what's the the origin of Bancar? Like, how did did you, how did that start in reality? Well, it started in 1998 when I came up with the idea which wouldn't be actualized until 2011 or 12. Um, my, it wasn't, the idea wasn't a live cast. It was a, the ability to perform music inside of a car and have a sort of band on wheels, you know, band on the run, if you will. And so um, did that work? Did not. No, it didn't plug it in for me. Son of a bitch. Oh, it did. Great. Um, so my friend Monica Barsiki, shout out, not that she'll ever watch this. Um, she helped me actualize my dream. How dare you? She will. <laughs> no, she she's never watched. Like, I don't think she's ever even seen a movie in her life. She's definitely probably not seen dash cam and I don't. I'm going to hunt her down. You should. I'm sure she watches. <laughs> um, so anyway. And then I started doing the live casts. And then over the years, it sort of got more reformed and refined and to the beats, you know, because at first we were playing instruments, driving a car. And I still do that, full disclosure. 
now that there's no camera, I just have the old school keyboard and I drive around playing music, writing songs. And it's such a better use of my time than listening to other people's music. How many have you ever gotten in a fender bender? Yeah. Or gotten in, pulled over because of it. <laughs> never pulled over, touch wood. But And I never got uh, into an accident until literally two years ago or something. I went like seven years. And before Bancar, I got in accidents all of the time. I didn't know that I needed all 17 of my different brains to be engaged mm -hmm. so that I could really pay attention, actually. Okay. I think I just witnessed like the fucking coolest Fonz moment I've ever witnessed, which was, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, just as an aside, which was, have you gotten in many car accidents? Big drag off a cigarette. Yeah. Uh -oh. <laughs> like a lot, <laughs> a fucking lot of accidents. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> That's a cool, so fucking cool. Um, I think you found the most badass way to say I've gotten in a lot of car accidents. I mean, <laughs> it's just that like the few, the handful I did get in before, they were severe. Like the band car, <laughs> <laughs> the band car before it ever got the license plates from the mail, I crashed <laughs> into the back of a Jeep Grand Cherokee, which ironically is the same model car I had just traded in for the Honda Insight that I drive now, the band car. And I, if that hadn't been just driven off the lot, basically, that would have been a total like loss. And they would have given, they would have cashed me out for that car. But because it was brand new, I um, got it fixed. And when it was doing the bodywork stuff, I go, hey, since I've been going through all this mess can you give me some like something for this to make this whole thing seem worth it and I said do whatever you want surprise me I like hearts I like the color pink I like you know unicorns and cats and so I showed up to pick it up and the nice guys down at I wish I knew the name of the auto uh, shop place on Glendale Boulevard in Echo Park they had put pink racing stripes and it painted a heart on the hood so i have a permanent heart on forever that's nice. awesome they pimped your ride they did i need so, a new car now too that's how you truly know it's the end of an era it's sitting dead in the driveway as we speak don't they have don't they have like uh like restrictions in your neighborhood where they're like no cars on the i think no? you can't have them up on bricks but nobody oh, okay. knows that mine's just has a dead battery and I just Fair. don't care to fix it. Hi, Nickety, come here. My I can chicken. sympathize with that. We've got two cars in my driveway right now that just weren't driven because of COVID and now are just sitting there with dead batteries. Is that what I'm happens? Like, if you don't use it, you lose it as the old adage? Yeah, the battery, the battery runs out and then you got to replace the battery. And, and then, of course, if you leave it long enough, there's lots of other things that can go wrong that I don't want to find out about by trying to restart it. Like homeless people take up residence inside. I saw one lady in L.A. had a homeless person on Devil's Night, which is what, the night after Halloween, took a shit in her back seat. Oh. Mm. Dude. Hey, speaking of shits in back seats. Bringing it in, around. In, there you go. In dash cam. What was that shit made out of? Because that looked entirely too realistic. Oh, that was good. It it was actually gross to look at, even though it was just Nutella. And uh, 
I think some corn. And I'm not sure what else was in there. But yeah, that was definitely uh, prop shit. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we have a lot of shit sound effects that we play on the show that I'll, uh, I'll, I'll refrain from. Um, so, so basically, Annie in the movie... Uh, is a streamer. She's constantly streaming. Yeah, and she gets a bee in her mon- a bee in her bonnet to go visit her friend Stretch over across the pond. Um, while you know you're wearing in while on your way, you're like wearing a MAGA hat. You're yeah, you're, you got like a no libtards shirt on, and you're p- provoking everyone in sight, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And you head over to Jolly Old England and you give Stretch the Silver Lake handshake, which is you break into his house at well, night. With a, the hidden key. Yeah, but, but I he mean, doesn't know I'm coming. Right. Yeah. If this were, you know, if this another were crossed, thing I would never do, by the way, if this crossed the desk of the DA, it would be a, you know, looked at as breaking and entering. <laughs> Even and, if uh, he's the one who showed me where the key is? I don't know. I, could, I can't say. But uh, the next part is really what pushes it over the edge, which is you spit in your hand and you smack him across the face. Mm-hmm. And the room erupts because his girlfriend's there and she freaks out. He freaks out. You freak out. And this really sets the stage for the rest of the movie because this is the whole movie is like, set up for alarming weird shit to happen and then alarming weird shit happens and then everything just goes off the off the rocker mm-hmm. um is there okay so giant drag is real the um uh band car is real uh you are real is the silver lake handshake real no written oh. into the script no well i I have, I have a question about the band car so it sounds like they use some of your actual footage from band car is that true no no okay. no we made so out, of the, out of the okay so out of the stuff that you shot how much of that was pre-written and how much was just extemporaneous oh it's all improvised freestyle, freestyle. so it, rob is uh rob will make you do it again and again and again and the more that i freestyle the better i get obviously so there was one day where we went three hours straight just on the bed of this truck uh driving the car where it's like the um stretch and annie and the band car and where i'm steal the car but with me and stretch who is also not real uh is an actor and uh uh Shout out, Ama. Uh, yeah. And so, and the, but the sign in his window was real. No, no lives will matter until black lives matter or whatever it said. So that wasn't a prop. It was real. Um, and so, yeah, we did. We were, that was all of the um, song was freestyle, improvised. And the credits, of course, as well. But like sometimes it would have to be like a setup thing like, okay, it needs to end with you saying, oh, fuck, this bitch shit herself. And, and like that is not something I would say. That's not the way I would say it. In fact, it's one of the instances in the movie where you can tell that I'm acting 
oh fuck this bitch shit herself you know and i don't like that that what line. don't you like about that i don't like that you can tell that i'm acting hmm. i don't like and why acting. and why is that acting why wouldn't you say that i don't know what, what's it, what is it about I, that line would you have said it? uh i don't know because that's not something i can't imagine would ever happen but it's just like the way i the, the way that i use language it doesn't feel comfortable for me to say that so i i would is it bitch no it's the whole sentence strung together okay. oh fuck this bitch shit herself is is doesn't <laughs> roll off the tongue the way that it should i got gotcha. you okay fair enough I would have um, probably said that she shitted on herself, like R. Kelly trapped <laughs> in the closet style. Oh my God, I just shitted on myself. You know, I don't know if you've seen his opus of trapped in the closet. Oh, hell. Yes. Mm, and yeah. and Weird Al's rendition of it as well. What's his about called? Oh, oh man, you you got some homework for yourself. I can't okay. do Weird Al justice on that one. Okay. Um Okay. So uh, it occurs to me that I that I can kind of set up and knock down um, the the basic premise of the the how dash cam plays out. So following, okay, so Stretch's girlfriend or wife or whatever, she's a little bit of a prude. She's uptight. She's not cool with you. She's and, a uh, mega libtard. A mega libtard. Your words, not mine. And. Um, and what's so, the, what's the, can you call her a cuck? No. Can you be a cuck and be a woman? You can, the, but it's less the common. female equivalent of a cuck? She, Cuckarina. Yeah. She's a coquette. I don't know, but she's like, um, she, yeah, she goes in my stuff. I don't know if that's obvious to everyone. She goes in my bag and finds the MAGA hat, my real possession. Not that I should share that information, but you know, bought like when I am a troll, as I said, my victim of trolling is my mother and who is also a mega libtard cuckhead. And so I, I was on eBay one day. I seen MAGA hats cost three bucks. You know, me, I don't give a fuck about any of that world stage political fake shit because it's all fake. And it, when Trump, they're all the same people. Yeah. Just wrapped up different. They're all RH negative uh, like uh, highly possessable vessels for world control. And it's all been pre-written. They know they're going to be the president, whatever, you know, who cares? But my mom doesn't know that. And so I, I thought, oh man, this hat is like the best thing that somebody is only $3. I'll take one, you know? And that eBay is also where I copped that no, no liberals sweatshirt, which is also real but did get reproduced for the movie so that there was copies that could get bloody and whatnot. And so she finds that in my shit and beats me. She physically accosts me and nobody speaks to that. Nobody cares, I guess, but she physically assaults me. She physically assaults you. You retaliate by steal, by stealing Stretch's car Yes, and, and assume his, his identity as a um, DoorDash driver, as a DoorDasher, you take a DoorDash order, which is really that's your first biggest mistake. Yes. Um, not stealing the car, it's taking the DoorDash order because mm. that leads you to an abandoned restaurant with a sick, apparently, it's not old, abandoned, it's just closed. 
sure. Yeah. Uh, it's very late at night. And, uh, and this, and within there is a seemingly very old, sick woman, uh, who, uh, you get coaxed into taking to an, an address. Bribed uh, with for, money, for, of course. For money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which very few people know this about you, but you're, you're a really good person. I'm actually uh. a good person. That was taken. Rob had me set up a private streaming channel to stream myself during my d- day, doing whatever, nothing. And there was one day where I was making, I made a bouquet of flowers for my neighbor, Nicolette, across the street. And I went to go deliver them. And as I walked across the street, I said, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm actually a really good person. And that made it into the movie. Okay. Okay. I, now, before we continue with the movie, I I have to ask, because you let it be known on the show just a couple minutes ago, you don't listen to music. You don't watch TV. You don't watch movies. What do you, what do you spend your time busying yourself with? Mm. Well... I'm an avid gardener, although it doesn't look very impressive in this camera here. But And then I have chickens. Uh, I have two bearded dragons and a chameleon. I just rehabilitated an injured squirrel that a friend of mine found in MacArthur Park and released him back into the wild, although I didn't do it on purpose, but he left, and I'm heartbroken about it. But that means I did it. Um, and let's see. And I create. And that's the main thing is when I'm imbibing other people's creations, I'm more apt to compare myself to the greats of history. And I'm never going to write the Beatles song, the Neil Young song, the whatever song, because it already exists. And it makes me like my creations less. So that's part of that's part of the reason I don't listen to music. The full uh vision of why and why I don't watch TV or movies is after that narc abuse, the dark triad narking me off my uh, pedestal experience, I was returned to the sensitivity uh, that I was as a child. Before you dull everything to to be an active member of society, like when you're still in touch with the truth in that era before you turn 12 years old and, and you can no longer see things or hear things that people would say are not there, I got returned. Not to say that I was hearing things and seeing things, although not to not say that that occurred, but like I was suddenly, ooh, ooh falcon, falcon, hide chickens, um, I was suddenly, there's a falcon and it is circling. I was suddenly like, I was suddenly conscious of subtle energies and I was having, unbeknownst to me, a healer's awakening and I became hyper aware of the negative frequencies that were being emitted in all three of those things, TV, movies, and music. And I couldn't be in the same room as my, my former number one love and best friend, the TV and so that was shocking to me, but I still could make music, you know. And don't I, don't put this evil on me right now, Annie. I you don't want to be in the same room either. I I don't think. Here's my advice: as you someone, can't take my TV away from me, though. That would be the best thing that ever happened to you. Trust me. We live. People live in such a, a, a chronically depressed and anxious state of misery, and it's because of that dark trinity of 
of entertainment. It ruins, it's ruining the world. It controls the world. And it tells you preformed ideas that are false. You have an unfair amount of control over me right now. Uh, so That's because I'm, I'm on a TV gonna... right now. And you, so you believe so, that. <laughs> but just, just to be clear for everyone, podcasts are not included right they no we're very good triad. no um, especially that's, on that's youtube fine. make sure to subscribe ring that bell ding 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 well, and uh this podcast <laughs> at least this episode <laughs> is bringing you something good because it's telling yes. you the truth now we can't be happy as human beings unless we are living in alignment with truth and so it's no mistake that from the day we're born we are given this false idea of what the world is and who we are and and what everything is and there's no god and there's like you know like everyone pretty much believes the same shit there's some people who believe in god still but the number has been dwindling over the years since the invention of the television I was actually going to ask you uh, in the interview if you were a religious person, because talking to you and watching some interviews and stuff, uh, I got that you were. Is that is that correct? Well, I think it's important to draw a distinction between religious and spiritual, because I don't go to church. I, I, I guess I practice. A, I don't practice like societal religion, but I am a true follower of Christ Jesus a.k.a. I gangbang for Jesus out here on the mean streets. Most people in the churches don't actually do that. And there's a lot of pagan Christians, a lot of creepy Catholics, a lot of like, I'm not going to speak to the Jews because Kanye uh, made that difficult. But like, you know, I don't know what those 666 people do in their different churches and synagogues, but you- synagogues, but... Uh, can, can we... It just can we get permission to put uh, "I gangbang for Jesus" on a T-shirt? Yeah, I really should start a T-shirt company because I had come up with a lot of really good shirt ideas. Uh, and the 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 like subculture of like counterculture of Christianity needs some better fonts mm. and it needs some cool merch because it's I, fucking lame okay, looking right now. Okay, but but I want to be part of this. Is the problem? This is the problem. Now I just want to be part of your religion. You know, right. well, I, that, I just so happen to be starting it, a cult. Then we're gonna be, then we're gonna be sinful. You know, we're gonna be, you know, pedos or something. It's gonna be bad because it'll be turned into the thing. Well, yeah, thing. you had, a, you have a in your Instagram, you have a lot of calls to action to join your cult, which you specifically say doesn't incul- include Pedo- genital brand. Oh yes, like Nexium cult. Right. Because that when you have to which I say, why not? Why not? I guess if there's a request put into the, uh, you know, the what are those little boxes where you write a note, you you say something Mm -hmm. like the suggestion box. Suggestion. What if what if it's not directly a part of the cult? You know, it's like uh, like like run by the women in the cult. And it had nothing to do. It had nothing to do with uh, what's his fucking name, Bryce? Uh, Keith Renier. Yeah. What if it didn't have anything to do with Keith Renier? 
Well, yeah. Is it okay then? Well, then why is it? So, why is the logo shaped like his initials? Is would be my question. Well, it could be interpreted so many different ways, though. You it know, could, it kind of looks like it's mountains. a real coincidence. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes there's a there's a little thing I like to call a coinky dink. Okay. Yeah, I would say <laughs> so, judge not lest you be judged when it comes to the Nexium cult because one day you're judging, the next day you're branding. So I don't know. Right. I try not I, to right. think about it. But then I yeah, do look it's a, into it. It's a, bit. a slippery slope. It is. Because you know, then you, I have to look at all You start an executive brand. program and yeah. then you're branding women's cooches. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a logical progression. Yeah. Okay. 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 So <laughs> we're at the, we're at the, we're at the restaurant. We pick up, um, Angela, uh, who appears to be just a, a little feeble, sick lady who shits her pants in the car and it's hilarious, but she has an Ariana Grande tattoo, <laughs> which, is, which is hilarious. And you notice and you're like, why is this old bitch got an Ariana Grande tattoo? And then, and then we start noticing that Angela definitely seems to have powers. She's got some witchy shit going on. Um, she also has this older woman uh, chasing after you, trying to kill you and Angela. And is she trying to kill Angela or is she trying to get Angela? I can't tell. Save Angela. Which is it? Is she trying to save? Oh, Oh, she's trying. Yeah, she's trying to save her. That's her daughter. So who is the lady in the in the restaurant then? Is that ever explained? No, nothing in this movie makes sense if you don't have like a wizard's brain. I wouldn't know, but I got a copy of the script. So and they told me about it. Uh, This isn't. I never watched movies. I used to watch TV, never movies, because I just don't have the, the the attention span, you know? I'm neurodivergent. I have ADHD, and I just don't care because it's all fake. But um, This it, movie is the movie for you because it's only an hour long. Not Yeah, <laughs> it's like 70 minutes long, and uh, it's really quick. It should be longer, I, in my humble opinion, because some good stuff that should have been there got cut the fuck out. But anyway, yeah, so that's Angela's mother. And she's trying to get her her fourteen year old daughter back because oh my foot was in this bucket of water <laughs> and because I was catching rainwater the other day sorry um and so she's been kidnapped by this cult Nexium they're called no I'm just kidding there's some like there's some cult that believes in some demon, but the demon needs a human host. But whoever the demon lives inside, the demon starts to age that victim rapidly. And so she right. is a 14-year-old girl with the demon inside, and the demon's making her look old as fuck. And so Annie, you're ma- you're making me look dumb, but I was gonna get there. I swear to God. Oh, is that? <laughs> I don't know. I I never would have figured that out myself. And most people no. I've talked to have no idea what the movies no we're, we're kidding that is not clear whatsoever no thank I'm, you. I'm joking thank you. no i would have i would have gotten there but i'm a huge fan of this movie i've watched it a couple times now um specifically to be like what the fuck is happening because it's so fast yeah. it's like it's trauma oh. vortex the full time mm-hmm. and and the whole time one of the great things about this movie is Rob Savage seems to deal now. Ex- well, I mean, between host and this, he's his like he he's he's going through his found footage streamer phase. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so he's like, what is it that works about a scary Zoom call? What is it that works about like streaming Bancar 
and and like and he's he he did a really good job in this by including the chat you know having chat on the side I mean, this movie is so fast paced to begin with, but mm. having chat on the side to fill all the spots where the camera's just jostling around and people are like, yes. you know, saying quippy shit. That's great. Um, and he's such you- an overachiever. Like he watched millions of episodes of Bancar and he like each character in the chat is has its own character like, you know, thing where it's like, Oh, they either like me or they don't like me. Some people like me at first or don't like me at first and they come to like me. And and most of the people are Rob typing endlessly comments. I don't know why I wasn't asked to do this. I would have been great at it because I wasn't. There's only like one or two really hilarious parts of the chat that I've been able to read. I can't read the chat, you know, maybe because my giant face is up there and I'm like, Who's that beautiful girl? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but like, it's just too fast paced for me. Yet I can do it in band car when I'm performing, but there's too many words, you know? See, that's, that's what's crazy for me. And I don't, I don't feel like I could ever be a streamer because I don't understand how people can live stream and consume the chat while they're doing it to make any kind of it's comments or know what's going on. It feels a lot like dash cam when you try to do it. It's just like you're in the trauma vortex. You lose all sense of space and time. I think that's why people like live streaming. Like I honestly did Bancar as an act of service to the world, to a world that's forgotten its purpose here, which is one of creativity. You know, we're all here to create, not to just be entertained by the creators we're all made in the image of god and god was the creator so we must all be here to create and to tell the truth and to love one another what is going on with these yeah. chickens what is yeah, going some on with some people say that god created some of the best con- content ever yeah he was the first <laughs> content creator and the first live right. streamer so what's right. happening hey alabaster what come here my chickens are losing their shit. Uh-oh. That okay, could be yeah. a bad sound. And the falcon maybe is coming. What the fuck is going on here? We're Now we're going to have our, yeah, our own host uh, dash cam combination. Yeah. Pardon this me. This is my favorite episode of Horror Movie Talk ever. <laughs> Pardon me. What is the racket about over here, ladies? Could someone tell me? Alabaster, you look like shit you look like a crackhead chicken her feathers are all falling out i thought she was molting but now she might have like aids or something is that such a thing uh you're getting far away from your wi-fi stream sorry i'm going back i i remembered that and then i'm going back now but the chickens were are you i'm back don't worry get back on here we go is it okay again here we go Okay. Uh, sorry you guys in the back of the okay, yard so it we thought work. the hawk got you yeah I we <laughs> i wish the falcon falcon falcons don't attack people people are too big for falcon yeah um so we so uh, you already explained the vast majority of this movie which is angela has within her has somehow by the nexium cult had a <laughs> 
had a demon. demon it got branded into her on and, her vagina, I think, is what happened. Uh huh. Right. Well, I'm not sure. It doesn't say. And there's yeah. a moment. There's a moment when you finally find yourself at the cult house, and you open this door, and you're greeted by this huge audience of like smiling cult members who, within seconds of you opening the door, all slit their throats at the same time. What was that like to film? Mm, I was. I don't think I was there, to be honest. I think Rob filmed that part because it's all fo- forward facing. What I did have to do was crawl over some of them. But that day, all those people were very weird looking. And so I didn't really like that day because those people were creepy looking and creeped me out. And, okay, the demon, when it, when it so once they all sacrifice themselves, that brings forth the demon out of Angela. No, then Angela attacks me and then ki- right. pushes her face on the knife and kills herself, right? That's right. That's right. But then, then comes forth comes the out. demon. Yes. Then the semen demon was arises. It, was, yes, the semen demon comes, and no pun intended, comes. and does, comes, and does, was this thing a practical effect at all, or was this all just CGI? No, that was James Swanton, I think. That was James Swanton's dick that was uh, in that... No, no, no. You know, the credits, they say, that shit is thick, like James Swanton's dick. And um, and I think it was James Swanton was the monster. Yeah, and he didn't like to wear that costume thing, and it was was not special effects. It was real. Did he produce his own cum with this thick dick? I don't think he did, but... You know, okay. we had he to probably have, had. we had stunt spit. And so I would as- assume that, yeah, all that other mm. stuff is definitely not real. So Bring out of the, the stuff that, that was taken out of the film, like what was your favorite stuff that There was two was instances cut? where Rob made me eat. He, he was a feeder. And one, I had to eat so much fried chicken in the car with stretch from one of the orders didn't make the cut another one when i get to the house where the cult is i have to eat i have to build a sandwich and then eat it and and there's a scene right before the sandwich where i imp- i find a ukulele and i improvise this kind of like beautiful heartbreaking song that that's on the on the floor and the most important part i wish was in the movie was my character arc where stretch's girlfriend calls me and i say i'm sorry you know to restore my humanity to the viewer cutting room floor piece of shit asshole only is was rob's thinking see that's what's so funny about the character is that she is a piece of shit and is an asshole but you can't help but love her and like that some people can help it <laughs> Right. They're denying their true self. Can help it. They are. They really are. Probably, honestly, probably what comes through is just you and your personality, where it's like, yeah, there's, you see. The reason they don't like it is because of them, though, not me. That's the thing. The people who are good people, they still like me, but it's the people who hide their shadow, narcissistic personality traits from themselves are. And who don't feel free to be themselves in life in general, those people fucking hate me. Well, it's their loss. On the back of the DVD, and it looks like there's no there's no uh, 
cut scenes. There's just the audio commentary. That's I don't know why they I would do they that. Would... Yeah, stupid. Yeah. A lot of they dropped um, the ball a lot of shit on this movie, I feel like. <laughs> but whatever. Nobody cares about anything in this world and you know, Rob was already on to the next film, making the next film during this Which, time. Okay, so we've the movie is capped off with uh with you doing a uh uh a freestyle. It's spectacular. I'm going to play us out to that at the end of this show. But before I do, I have I have some final questions uh, for you uh, here. Do you have any more movies on the horizon? No, I've starred in the only film that can make sure that you never work again for the rest of your career. Somehow leave it to me. The only time someone can star in a film, do a good job and then never work again in this industry and i did it thank you uh i do have a movie i was in beforehand it's called the icarus line must die and it's like a half real half fake like a like a look at the life of like you know people the bohemian lifestyle of being a musician and basically how you got to choose between you know, staying true to your shit or like making money. And so that's starring my best friend, Joe Cardamone. And uh, I'm in it, Ariel Pink's in it, fellowed, canceled, persecuted soldier, Ariel Pink. And and uh, Jerry Stahl, who wrote Permanent Midnight's in it. And it's a, it's a unique and I think good movie. I have a very small part playing a girl named Annie Hardy who is myself and uh, just like every film I've been in, but that's coming out. Vinegar syndrome is putting that out next month. It's out out for pre-order right now and uh, distributed by dark star pictures. We get to watch it again next month at what's it called? Brain dead. What's What's that movie called? The Icarus line must die. Okay. And I, I see on your IMDb, I don't know if this is true or not, but it says you're filming God's Country. Oh, another role of playing a character named myself. Uh, I already did that. Yeah, it was just like a little scene. I'm in the last scene of the film, and that went great, too. That's already done. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so I guess... The byline for it is lesbians who murder billionaires and a hitman who quits his job to talk to weirdos and do drugs all night. I feel like the whole gay aspect of this film really got upped after because like the whole like trans thing became very like in, you know, and the director is trans now. And so, and it's in all these like uh, gay film festivals. So I think they had to lean into the, I didn't, I don't know. I haven't, uh, I watched it and it was good. So what's it, what, What's it going to take to get you back in band car? Uh, so you, you need another iPad. No, I have the backup phone already. I would need a streaming network that could handle driving a car. Like I was doing it on TikTok Live. Somebody flagged me and I got pulled offline. Uh, yeah, TikTok. yeah, TikTok's weird. TikTok's very I mean, the Facebook, Facebook has live now. Too real, um, I think. I feel like I don't want. I don't want to do it for my friends and family, you know. So I don't want to do it. Ah, uh, I see. 
Yeah, so we need a platform is what we, we need. We need a platform hmm. where all I don't want I just don't want to do it anymore. I feel oh, like oh. I feel like it's it's come to its culmination was dash cam. So where else is there to go with it? You know, like I could still do it, but I feel like God's pushing me into the next phase of my life, which is obviously more Nexium than Bancar. So see, I'm not going to I'm not going to begrudge you your journey, but if it were me, I would uh pivot ban car from this from this movie and just make bank off of it just be like yes if somebody out there wants me to do that and like where i can directly get paid while i'm doing it i'll do it then i never got you know james corden isn't gonna have a show anymore and like what who just James Corden. <laughs> James Corden from the Late Late Show. Oh. He he does the uh the carpool karaoke. I think you could oh, just take over car a show came and out car. before that, by the way. And and before sign Jerry Seinfeld's like car live cast of interviewing comedians in cars. This chicken is fucked up. Something's wrong with my chicken. All her feathers are falling out. And it's just one heartache after another over here. Do you have any uh, any dates you want to plug for anything you got? Do you got anything you want to promote? Nope, career's canceled. Oh, I did put out a new, um, you know, one that week where we sat idle in the studio. We we uh, tossed off in Giant Drag EP. So I think I've just released the first Giant Drag EP in seven years um, or more, and. I don't care and nobody else really does either. But I think that Rob direct Rob Savage directed a music video on his lunch break for Devil Inside from which is the song that's in the end credits of Dashcam. And I can't even get some media channel to preview, which is what you do when you're you got a music video, some website or something uh, will preview it. Granted, I've not even I've given up. You know, I've given up because mm. it's it's like, why is this so hard all of a sudden? Oh, because I've been blackballed for being a Trumper, even though I don't believe in politics. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Well, Fuck y'all. We could we could make it a horror movie talk dot com exclusive. Listen, I, Andy, I'm down. <laughs> it sounds to me. It sounds to me like, uh, like you're like you're bummed out, and that, and I just want to let you know that this is maybe my favorite movie of 2022 and it's not because of the movie it's because you're in the movie and i i had no idea uh how much of a like a vivacious fun funny intelligent character made a movie just better and then learning that it was really a real person somehow like scratched every itch in my brain all at once. And I was like, this is the best. So don't feel like, well, I can't say don't feel, but I hope that you know that you made my year and I've heard a lot of good stuff about dash cam. And I just hope you feel good about it because it's one of my favorites. Thank you. I mean, yeah, yeah, you made two fans here and I'm sure more than more than that. And we're looking forward to what you do next. And if you ever need to promote or, or uh, need a, you know, a middling horror movie review platform to uh, do something on, um, 
let us know. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Maybe I'll start making my own uh, true life horror films, like just like really short ones. My first one will be about how I have to go shovel chicken shit out of this chicken coop in a minute here. And in, and inside of it lies an ancient demon called whatever parasite salmonella. And, uh, Dude, I got it. Are you this are you still doing your podcast, The Empath of Least Resistance? No, Is that it over? seems silently canceled after a uh, tweet that I made about saying something about abortion being the killing of an unborn child, which objectively. I think nobody listens to Twitter anymore. Don't you know, Elon Musk bought that and now it's not a thing. Yeah. I noticed that that last week or whatever, it isn't a thing anymore. And I don't get, I mean, I was getting abused so much on Twitter at that time when I wrote these two specific tweets, it was that one and a tweet of four LGBTQ flags, which somebody made a meme where you put them together in a circle and it forms a swastika. I had a question, which, and I still do because no one's answered me. What is that supposed to mean? That it would form a swastika. What is the maker of that meme saying that that these are the new Nazis, the neo-Nazis, if you will? And I, that's all I wanted to know. And I still want to know because nobody's answered. So I don't see how that's hateful or how that's racy. I just want to know what does it mean? Doesn't anybody you're not allowed to ask questions. I know it's hate speech <laughs> to ask a question now. My bad. Sorry. Sorry to make to state objective facts. Yeah, that's the problem with the world. It everything when when you're in print, when you're in social media, like reading, um, you know, print, it's running through the filter of the person who's reading it. And and half the world is full of really bad people, apparently, because, you know, they have a way of making anything bad. And so it's not because what they're seeing is bad or offensive. It's because it's through the filter of self. Oh, believe me, we know. Just look at our uh, iTunes or our Apple podcast. Oh, you guys got some bad ones. Is it split 50-50 at least? Yeah. No, well, there's no. more good ones oh, than bad ones. But we're we're we found out that we're misogynists and that How dare we you. have bad opinions on horror movies. Oh. And we don't like horror movies. So oh. um that's always nice to find out. You Nazis. But it's really important. <laughs> no, 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 no. The the takeaway here is like they're not doing like everything that kind of like everything that you said. Like if you're just sitting there consuming stuff and not making anything and, and not judging putting anything everything. out there, then your opinion is just a blip on my radar. Like yeah. you're you're just saying shit on the shit that I create. I created this yeah. shit, and uh, you're just trying to get your little voice in there. And because that's their only it. creation, which is why I was doing Bancar. Because just even if it's just writing the word "come drizzle." That person has taken part in a group effort to make a song and that song will live forever in that little time and space and that's it. And everyone should be filling as much of their days and nights with the act of creation as possible. And then horror movie critics come along and they just tear it down and they make a <laughs> podcast about it. And, and, they call it the, and they call it art. <laughs> and it ain't. <laughs> Um, hey, is George Keeler, is he really a booty feeler? 
I wouldn't know, to be honest. I don't even know what his role was in the film. What was happening was we, we, I did the perfect uh, end credits take with the original batch of names. I was driving the car for real. No SAG, no union. I could have killed everyone, but, you know, I wouldn't. And Rob was holding up his phone. He had made a, a, a video with the scrolling names that I was to say. And so we drove around until I think on the seventh take or something, I got the perfect one. And then they turned in the movie, Jason Blum saw it. And he's like, why doesn't she say my name? And so then we had to go back. We had to go back and get in there and do Jason Blum's name. And then, uh, and then that, that was like, I was like, I'm going to have to stay up overnight for this one because when I go without sleep for a night, I become so amazing. And I did that. But we did obviously multiple days of driving freestyle and he edited it, but there were a few missing parts. And he was like, okay, you need to say something coming out of this one so that you can work your way into this one. And that was the most difficult part. But, you know, I like that. It's like puzzles if puzzles were fun. Yeah. Thanks well, a lot, Jason Blum. What was what was the rhyme for Jason Blum? Can it was the first one. Jason said. Blum had sex with his mom. I gotta call him Honey. Just make him come. You know, <laughs> since since he's the money man, you can't really go to where you want to go with that, which is more of the Ben Ring uh, pedophile place for any high ranking principality mm. in Hollywood. You know, you figure they're fucking kids. I have, how did you get such a filthy mouth? How did you get such a filthy fucking mouth? You know, like, <laughs> where did that come from? And like, I just, it's my favorite thing. So the nineties, it came from the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How, how, but I, if you don't mind me asking, uh, so we're both almost 40. Well, I'm 41. 40. Okay. I'm, I'm 40. And I'm yeah, older only, than you. Only cool kids over here. And more mature. Yeah. 90 so what, what year were you guys born? 1983? 82. 82. Yeah. I'm okay. 81. Yep. Well, so you you're go. just, do you consider yourself a millennial? No. Yeah, neither do I. But they say that I am on some like yeah. web results, but I think I'm Gen X. Trying to drag me back in. Okay. Yeah. Look, no. One year separates you and suddenly like uh-huh. you're definitely in one generation and not in the other. It's like, yeah, uh-huh. okay. All right. Yeah. I'm a Gen Xer, yeah. Uh, I, I, I identify as a Gen X, okay? Well, she's right. she's a year older than you, so yeah, she is a Gen Xer. <laughs> but you're not, so don't fucking talk to me about this bullshit. Okay, well, Annie, I uh, I was so excited to talk to you. It was everything I hoped it was going to be. I love Dashcam. More importantly, the reason I love Dashcam is because you're in it. And thank you for coming on our show. It, My I'm going to play us. I'm going to play us out with you, um, and you can stick around or you can hang up. Uh, oh, actually, you do have to stick around until the recording stops. But feel free to get up and move around the cabin. Okay, thank uh, you. I will be, and thank you. So here we go. Playing <laughs> us out. Is that why it's called a uh, spoiler alert or whatever? Shows you the end. Oh, I have COVID. That's the joke. Oh. Probably should have mentioned it. Fuck these credit feeds. Oh, bastard. Bankers, What did you know that?
Florida, my guy, my dude, everybody knows he's by Just kidding. Nobody knows just me. Except now I just told everyone, so I guess everybody knows. Sorry, if I put my clear at cock right in your bean ham, then pulled it out, put it in pussy, you know that I be am smelling like a Harriet salmon the next day. Me and Millie Wells know bacterial dodge nice ain't a joke, okay? Oh no. One day Martinez. I want to touch the dude's penis. Robert Platt Higgins, all I wanna know. Are you guys digging? These credits so far? Robert Kirkwood, you're gonna be a star. Billy Ballham. Look out for the ball ham. That's the ham Never that seen you him. eat off some guy's balls. It's I don't think. It's gross, but it's a delicacy, y'all. Stephen Gray, what do you say? These motherfuckers don't know about me. Maybe Abby Ford, cause we're both whores. Ricky Casey, wearing shorts and Ellie Goff. Going off, Emily Close. Don't stand too close to me, you damn hoes. Dave Nolan doing karate kicks. Kick and kill O'Shea <laughs> right in the dick. And sort Angel, he's doing anal. With Chris Angel at the hotel in Las Vegas. With Ben Mahoney, I tell all these motherfuckers, fucking blow me. Jamie Nunn, make you come in 10 to 9. Second, so easy, Ollie Craig stealing package. Max Cabane, get him plays. Some motherfucking ass shit to ape. Maria Hardy, are we re related? <laughs> Sam Baker, is that that dude I filleted? I'm not sure anymore. Dana Deegan, I'm just trying to get some dude to eat him. Shane Devil, your uncle used to dibble devil and molesting all the children, yes, like Rob Goldstone, Dan Hodgson, can we just phone or what? I know you motherfucking nasty sluts, I'll call you up, Francis, we'll be there, 6 p.m., no pubic hair, Dan Martin, he'll be there too, and he'll be come, come farting, bitch, just for you. Look out, Peter Run and Dan Hawkins. If I run over a cat, I will scream again. And then I'll cry, cry. I don't want a cat to die. Graham Clint with no clip. Alex Poulter on some poltergeist shit. And McClone giving dumb to Louis Doran when ain't nobody at home. And Samuel Dor. Life is a bore if you don't fuck a dead hooker right on the floor every night of the week until she come creep. Tom Card ripping, he's a freak, yo. Again, I want to do this no more. Bye. Bye.